Okay, I'd like to talk about two of our, our uh, foreign mission points. And uh, I have up on the screen a uh, map that shows uh, Africa and also shows, uh, shows uh, Europe. And you can see Greece there. We have two points that we're supporting there. And let's see if this one. We're in Guinea, West Africa. And we're also in, uh, in Greece and Athens. Now, uh, in Guinea, West Africa, the, the capital is Conquering, and we're supporting Brad Willits. And Brad has been there, I guess, since, uh, I think, about 1998, I believe that's what the slide says. And I, Brad's been here and, and spoken to us many times, and, and Brad and Estel are, are really fantastic people. But they have taken on a very difficult work. And they were working in Italy and came to, to the conclusion that they were needed in Africa. And to hear Brad's story about how they went into Africa, into Guinea, and that is part of the Sahara Desert, and here they are with, uh, with this Muslim, uh, basically Muslim beliefs, and they walk into a village, and Brad says to the, to the imam, the, the leader of the village, who is also the Muslim leader, he says, uh, he says, God has sent me here. And God opened up the doors, and they made, they made a place for him. And the Susu Indian tribe that he works with is about a million people. And they had no written language. They absolutely had no written language. They had a spoken language, but they had no written language. What they did have was the Koran, and they did read from the Koran. And he took that knowledge, which, the, you know, that they had some idea of, of reading, he took that knowledge and he took that and their spoken language and developed for them a written language. And he said, okay, well now how can we teach them this written language? So they started translating the Bible. And the, the Muslims were acceptable to that because they are told in the Quran to read the Torah, that that is something that they should read. And so he found an open door and the door has stayed open and they've been over there ever since. They still have, I believe, I think there's about two years left on the, uh, on the translation probably. But they've, they now have a million people in this country that, that have the ability now to actually have a written language and to read the Bible. It, it's, just, it's just awesome. And we think when we look at that map that Africa, oh man, that is a way far away place. Well, I talked to Terry Burton this morning, and Terry was in Memphis about two weeks ago. And due to uh, some problems, he ended up being there without any transportation and decided he was going to go out to eat dinner and got in a cab in Memphis to go find something to eat. Well, now everybody knows Terry. Terry does not know a stranger. So Terry starts this long-winded conversation with the taxi cab driver. And they get around to talking about where the guy's from, and he says he's from, from Guinea, West Africa. 
and he said, and Terry says, "Well, we're supporting a you know a, a missionary over there," and come to find out, this guy had been taught by Brad Willits, and he told him, "Oh yes, I know the Willits," <laughs> and that Brad had actually taught him, and here he is having a conversation in in Memphis, Tennessee. So. Uh, you know, you never know how far that outreach is, but it truly is a small world when you can see that. But Brad is a fantastic linguist. He speaks many languages. He's the kind of guy that could be a multimillionaire if he put his talents into this country to to earn cash money instead of giving his life to the Lord. And, and he's just a fantastic person. And I can't wait for him to come back and be able to be with us again. Now, we're also... Uh, supporting a work in Athens, Greece, and that's Alexander and Eleni Meloritos. Now, uh, Alexander is just absolutely a fantastic... We've got to go back one. He's a pretty fantastic speaker. And so he gets a lot of opportunities. They are very evangelistic. They are over there in Athens, and they are doing a great work with the Ammonia Church of Christ... And that church has multi-linguistic, they have, they have multiple services in different languages. It, it's a really fantastic work that they're involved in, but, but Alexander is a really good public speaker. And he manages to have a number of opportunities to come back to the States because of that. And so it's, it, we will get to see them again. And it is, it is really wonderful. He is very evangelistic, even in, even in Athens. They are reaching out into the, into the community in Athens, but he's just not someone who's just stuck in Athens, Greece. He manages to get to other parts of the world. He's very, very much in demand for his ability to, to preach the gospel. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing that they do. And I think we need to, Please remember these families in prayer. There's, there's so much. I could, I could be up here and I could talk for hours, and I know I only have a few minutes. So I just ask you to please remember these families in prayer. I want to tell you about the Stateside Mission Campaign. I want to take you, take you back to the last campaign in Dayton, Tennessee. And then I've got some very exciting news about this campaign in 2007 I want to share with you. Looking back to the last campaign in Dayton, Tennessee, I've got a slideshow that I want to, to show to you. I hope this will give you a, a flavor or a sense of what it's like to be on a, one of these campaigns. Um, and if... if You've been on this uh, last campaign. I hope it will help remind you some friendships you made this past year. I do uh, want to give some thanks to uh, Ailey Glisson and uh, Sandra Whittle, Joe Williams. They were photographers on this campaign. And also thanks to uh, David Glisson. He's a very talented man. He put the slideshow together for us tonight. If you look real closely, you'll see a bit of David's humor in this slide presentation. And I want to make a little apology here. Um, I would like to have a lot more action shots in this slide presentation, but as you can imagine, you're going door to door, you're knocking on some strange person's door, you don't want cameras going off in your face. It might detract from why we're, why we're there. And also, um, I was the one who stayed back in, in the uh, 
off the mountains. The mountains are the... And, um, <laughs> not quite. Um, I was once too back in the office all, all during the campaign, so I didn't go anywhere knocking any doors. I was always there, so I've got to apologize. There's way too many pictures of me in this thing. So if you look beyond all that and see all those hardworking people who are there knocking on doors and, and, and working for Christ, uh, I think you had a real idea of what it's like to be there. You see a lot of pictures of people having good fellowship and enjoying good meals together. Don't walk away thinking that's all we're doing is eating and having good fellowship. We're doing a lot of hard work and knocking on doors. So with that in mind, guys, if you're ready, I am ready. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Good news, announcing peace, proclaiming news of happiness. Our God reigns, our God reigns. He had no stately form. Mark Rinks had reserved this housing for the Mount Juliet workers however we had Edith talk with him and this is where we ended up staying thank you Edith our goal in Dayton was to meet and embrace new friends while sharing the good news of the gospel yet now he reigns the Dayton courthouse has provided the community of Dayton a lot of history due to the Scopes trial The building is still very beautiful on the outside, and the inside is is exactly like it was during the trial in 1925. The present judge was also the judge of that trial and is presiding today, as you can see from this photo. So see here his hands, his feet, his side. Yes, we know he's alive. Our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns. had to be a good listener in this photo David was overheard saying Dennis if you'll just let me finish this Mountain Dew before we leave I'll preach, teach, knock doors and walk back to town all in the same day I can't begin to communicate what a great job these next three ladies did and how valuable their services were along with many many others These next individuals did a super job in bringing our morning devotionals. Mike, Mitch, Jamie, and Scott. We appreciate you guys. 
we bring an offering of song. Glory and honor and only unto the Lamb, unto the King. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We sing the song of the shall assemble at the throne with humble hearts into his presence we bring an offering of song glory and honor and dominion unto the Lamb unto the King oh Sing the song of the redeemed. Glory and honor and dominion unto the Lamb, unto the King. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We sing the song of the
That was Dayton, Tennessee. In case you missed it, we knocked 4,709 doors. We made 2,020 contacts. We completed 129 cards. We had 23 Bible studies conducted and six baptisms. If you didn't go in last year's campaign, I hope that gave you a sense of what it's like to go on a camp, one of these campaigns, knocking on doors, bringing lost souls to Christ. If you did go, I hope that brought back some memories and some good friendships that were made there in Dayton, Tennessee. That was last year. We're not going to rest our successes in the past. We're moving forward. We're looking towards this year. We've got a great campaign lined up. We're going to plant or help plant a church in Dry Ridge, Kentucky. It's in Grant County, Kentucky. The Lehman Adventist Christ is the one who started this work. The reason they started it, if you get a map of Kentucky, look at the northern point of Kentucky, right below Cincinnati, Ohio. And you mark off nine counties below Cincinnati, Ohio in Kentucky. Those nine counties, there's not one single Church of Christ. I'm not sure if y'all were aware of that. I wasn't aware of that until I, I stumbled onto this. <clears throat> There's not one Church of Christ in those nine counties, at least until next month. You see, Lehman Adventist Christ has already purchased the building. Some Church of Christ has already been there and uh, done renovations to that building to get it ready for the church. They've made a 15-year commitment to this effort. They're going to plant a church in every county in the next few years, starting with Grant County. According to the Census Bureau, there's over 8,000 homes in Grant County. In Dayton, like I said, we knocked on 4,709 doors. Our goal for this campaign is to knock on every single door in Grant County. We're covering the entire county. So I hope you'll be praying about this work. I hope you remember this work in your prayers each day. Jerry Carmichael is the minister there. He's made a commitment for the next 10 years to be at this location. They're going to start opening their doors next month for the first time. They've already canvassed this area. They've already found 20 people who want to start worshiping at this church. Let me explain something to you about this. There used to be churches of Christ in this area. Years ago, there was a movement that went through there, and a lot of churches that were there installed instrumental music. So if you get a church book out, a directory of churches of Christ, you may see some churches of Christ listed on there. There's not one that's worshiping as you and I know it, how it should be done. They have instrumental music in their churches. That's an obstacle we need to address going up there and pray about before we go. We're going to be leaving on June the 8th, Friday afternoon. We want to get a good start once we get there on Saturday morning, knocking on doors. We're going to stay through Wednesday evening services. This is a great opportunity to take the gospel to the people in Grant County. Think about it. This is a church. There's not a church there right now at all. We're going to help plant one in Grant County. Be praying about this work, planning about this work, 
Get your calendar out and mark down those dates. We're going to need a lot of people to go there and knock on over 8,000 doors. It's a very fast-growing area, so by now there could be a lot more than 8,000 doors. We need your help. Pray for this work. Pray for it daily. And mark on your calendar to go to Grant County on June the 8th. Good evening. I want to talk to you a little bit about the teen mission trip. And first, I want to review last year's trip and then talk about an opportunity that we have this year. Last year, we went for the second time in a row to the, the Camilla, Georgia. Uh, it's the Goodson Road Church of Christ. And Goodson Road, their church building was destroyed in, I believe, the year 2000 by a hurricane. Uh, it's very south Georgia, about 30 miles from Albany, uh, about an hour and a half from Tallahassee, Florida. And this past year was, was the second year that a team of us got to go down there. And it, it was a great week. It was a, it was a great opportunity for us. The thing I noticed this past year was when we, when we got down there, um, last year the people were very a little bit worried. They didn't know what to think of us. We went out into the neighborhoods. We went and, and door knocked and invited just about everyone in the town to come to the Vacation Bible School at Goodson Road. And the first year we were down there, it seemed like the people didn't know what to think. But this past year, I, I thought that it was awesome because everybody that went the year before was able to go back. We had a wonderful team of adults and all the teens who had been the year before went back with us. Uh, only our summer interns from the year before could not be with us. But this year, as we drove through the neighborhoods and as they saw uh, faces they recognized, like Mitch and Tracy and Chad and Rachel, people like that, they, and, they, and they saw our, our teens, they said, we know y'all. And, and they were coming out of the neighborhoods and they were yelling at us as our vans pulled in their neighborhoods. And they were excited. They couldn't believe that we had come back. And we went down there, and the year before last, our first year there, uh, I had, had pushed them to bring 100 people to our vacation Bible school. And we grew every day. And the last day we had over 100, uh, which probably wasn't a good idea since we didn't have a lot of classrooms. But this year, we had already topped that on the second day. And by the end of the week, I believe we had close to 130 kids in this small building, we were packed. Every pew was packed um, with kids from ages 2 or 3 to about 18, 19 years old. Um, kids that, that wanted to come and wanted to hear and learn more about Jesus and see what we were there to, to teach them about. So that was an awesome opportunity. And I owe a, a big uh, debt of gratitude to, uh, to James and Katie Whitaker, who were able to go with us. Um, James and, and Mitch and Rick Waldrop all drove vans all week, and they would make several trips into the neighborhoods because none of the kids could get there on their own. And they'd go out, and they'd load these vans up full of kids and bring them back. Um, so I'm thankful for those uh, men and women. And, and Katie uh, Whitaker has been uh, my right-hand person the last few years, and she, everyone knows how wonderful she is at, at organizing a vacation Bible school and she has been a tremendous help to me. Um, 
and just along with our other adults, Tracy Shannon, Megan Fisher, uh, Rachel Hill, um, Christy and Dustin, and Joan Huddleston and Michelle Doris. I know we're all able to go, um, and, and Chad Etheridge. Um, these adults and our high schoolers got down there and, and just did an awesome job. It's really, really hot in South Georgia. If you haven't been in the middle of summer before, um, it's pretty hot, and there's a lot of gnats uh, that get in your face. And uh, so we overcame that, um, and we were able to teach them some lessons from the Bible and hopefully make a great impact on their life. Um, many of the same kids came back from the year before, and the, the biggest reason was they knew us, they recognized us, and they saw that, you know what, these people really do care about us. Um, and it was really a, a neat experience. This year, Lord willing, um, we're going to take two uh, teen mission trips. And that's still up for debate. But one opportunity that, that has presented itself is in the St. Louis, Missouri area. And it's a church called the Pacific Church of Christ. Um, and the contact there is, is a man named Tracy Ring. And Tracy, when he first got out of college, um, lived with uh, Brother Albert and Mayola England, lived with their family. And I met him through uh, growing up at the Creve Hall Church. He came there, and my dad helped him get involved as uh, a young man out of college. Well, he is back home living in St. Louis, and... I've talked to him, and there's a church there, Pacific Church of Christ, is about 100 members, and they don't have any elders or deacons. They have a preacher there, a full-time preacher, and Tracy is excited. Uh, they've talked to the congregation, and they're going to provide housing for us, and we're going to go and do a vacation Bible school there. He said that the area around uh, this church building, there's no other Church of Christ uh, within uh, this area, and he says that this area has not been door knocked uh, in over probably 15, 20 years. And so he's excited about the opportunity of us getting out, spreading the word, and trying to uh, bring in some of these kids and hopefully reach some parents through their children. Um, so that's an opportunity. And um, I will say that there's been a change from the official the calendar, if you got the big calendar. Um, actually, June 23rd through the 29th is when we're looking at going to St. Louis. And so um, all high schoolers, all of our high schoolers that are, that are Christians and that are ready to go and, and, and door knock, um, hopefully many of them can go on this trip. And, um, and also, you know, if you're interested in going, if you could talk to me. Um, Lord willing, we're going to take a trip here and a trip to Camilla again. Um, but that's still up in the air. But this opportunity has presented itself. So like Dennis, I'd ask you to pray uh, for us as we make plans. Uh, pray for the, the Pacific Church in St. Louis. And, um, and we just pray that this will be an awesome opportunity.